whether or not you are working for them, whether or not working for them is hard, whether or not you are sticking to the promises you made to yourself, life is going to be hard and life is going to happen. So why not do the hard thing anyway, get the hard thing done, feel accomplished and confident in yourself when you do it. So when life happens, you have the sense of I can do hard things. Welcome to the Straight Up Intentional Podcast. This is your host, Diane, and on this podcast, we're going to talk everything faith, fitness, and mindset, and how to live an intentional life. Now, baby, I'm back, 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 back like I never left. All right, guys, we're trying this again. My computer is testing me, and it just doesn't want me to succeed, but I'm going to do it anyway. So my name is Diane. I'm your host. I wanted to come on here and talk about the crazy thing I did last week, okay? It's been a crazy week in general, but the crazy thing I did last week was I actually ran 26.2 miles, if you can believe it. Um, Definitely one of the hardest things I have ever done, and I have given birth twice, And one of those was completely natural. Okay. I'm not joking. It was that hard. Um, I prepared for this for so long. And that's the thing is that a marathon sounds crazy, right? Like why would anyone, why would anyone in their right mind want to run for over five hours. For me, it was over five hours. I know a lot of people can finish like in four, but why would anyone sign up to spend their Saturday like running for four to five hours for 26.2 miles? Like who in their right mind does that? But let me tell you something. The entire time that I was running, I was listening to David Goggins. Like maybe at the towards the end, I started listening to like worship and my Christian rap. But like in the beginning, I was pretty much listening to David Goggins. And he was just telling, you know, he talks about all the hard things he's ever done. And he talks about how you have to consistently be putting yourself through these new challenges because these are like life-changing, pivotal moments for you. I mean, the amount of time you have to be in your own thoughts and thinking about life, you go through all of these emotions, like just the starting line. I mean, I'm there and these people around me are like runners. They're like, they're going to finish in two hours. I don't know about two, but you know, they are dedicated. They're going straight to the front. I'm kind of like chilling in the back or like the mid back. And I was like, you know, I just want to get through this. Like I trained for this, but these people train for this like consistently. I'm a lifter that trained for a marathon for eight weeks. That's all I gave myself. That was mistake number one. (laughs) I definitely should have had more time, but you know, you go through all these emotions, just being at the starting line. I'm just emotional, just thinking like, what am I doing? And like, you know, like I want to make the people that I love proud, right? Like that's like, ultimately I want my kids to be at the finish line and I want them to see that mom can do hard things so they can do hard things. And that's, you know, the, 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 the story, that's the journey is, 
constantly challenging yourself to do these things, maybe not 26.2 miles, but maybe, you know, really sticking to the goal that you set on January 1st and showing your kids that you're really sticking to it. Because let me tell you, when I signed up for the marathon eight weeks before, which again is not enough time to train, I would definitely give yourself more time than that. I didn't think about the grueling schedule that I was going to have. So I didn't think about the fact that it wasn't just the 26.2 miles that I was going to run on January 6th. It was the months prior, the two months prior, that I was going to have to be completely dedicated. I was going to have to be completely dedicated to running that my training schedule would be completely surrounded by running, that my, not just my training schedule, my life would be surrounded by running. I mean, my husband's life would change. My kid's life would change because that day that I was trained to run, it was anywhere from 12 to 21 miles. And it was a Saturday and it was every Saturday. There was no breaks. And that meant that mom was going to be exhausted and she wasn't going to be able to do anything else that day, or she would be able to do it. For example, there was the day I ran 18 miles. My daughter had a cheer. um, She had a basketball game that she was cheering at. So I had to wobble my butt to the cheerleading event and watch my daughter dance her hiney off. And there's just little things like that. She had a birthday party once and my body feels broken, but I still have to do the things that I have to do. So it's either you get really tired mom that's just going to make it through barely or, you know, we can't do anything today because I legitimately have to stay in bed and self-soothe because I'm dying because I'm trying to break my body in in such a short amount of time. Like I said, you know, my body was used to lifting and I have been in this lifting zone for so long, which is great. That's what gets you the body recomp. That's what gets you the results that you want to get. Running is not really in the books for me as far as getting results. That's not, it's, it's just not necessary to get results. And I know that. So I could, you know, didn't do it. But running has also been always like in the back of my mind because it's the first thing I ever did when I was 15 years old and I wanted to get out of the house. I wanted to lose some weight. I would go running around the block. Granted, it was not a healthy relationship with running at first. I was really just trying to be skinny. You know, it did become my outlet. It was the first like insight into working out and being healthy and moving my body and starting my relationship with working out. So it was, it's special. And in a way I wanted to see that I could still do it. But of course, Diane being Diane, I couldn't just sign up for a half marathon because I've already done half marathon. So I had to go crazy and go for the hardest thing on the schedule, which was run a marathon. And you know what? I'm glad I did it because I proved to myself that I could. I proved to myself. I proved to my kids. And, you know, as a personal trainer, it's not just me and my kids and my husband. It's all of the girls that trust me with their bodies, that 
you know, yeah, I can talk a big talk and say, hey, you better do what I tell you to do. But girl, if you ain't walking the walk and you ain't talking the talk, you know, walking the walk and showing them that like you are about your stuff too, then who's going to believe you? Like for real, for real. Like I, I will never, ever um, listen to someone that's not doing what they're telling me to do, right? That that's just doesn't seem doesn't seem like somebody that I'd want to follow in their footsteps unless they were walking the walk and showing me how to do it. So, you know, obviously I don't expect any of my girls to run marathons, but I do expect my girls to follow through on the things that they said that they set out to do. You know, when you set a goal, you know, it's important to obviously you know, work for the goal, but figure out what the steps are and not just back out because the steps seem too hard. That's how it always goes, right? Like you go, okay, January 1st, my goal is to lose 20 pounds. That means I have to go to the gym four times a week and I have to meal prep. And then on week two, you realize it's too hard. You say, whatever, let's not meal prep anymore. Let's not work out anymore. And you just give up because it was too hard, right? Well, it would be the same thing for me to say, well, I signed up for this marathon. I'm realizing that this marathon training schedule, it's more than just one day, right? It's the month, the months leading up to the marathon that I'm going to have to give up my Saturdays. I'm going to have to torture my body at least once a week, right? Because I'm running multiple times a week, but the one is the long one. That's the one that kills your body. That's the one that makes your hips hurt. It makes your crotch hurt. Let's just be honest. It makes your knees hurt. It makes your muscles sore. It makes you exhausted. It makes you want to lay in the bed and do nothing the rest of the day. So you're not just giving up, you know, the body recomp journey that I I work so hard to get to, but I'm also giving up the free time and I'm putting my body through this hard thing. So me not following through on that and not getting that marathon done would have shown my girls that, yeah, if it's too hard, just don't do it. If it's too hard, just give up. And see, I'm not about that. I'm not about that. It's hard. Yes. Was it hard? Yes. Would I do it again? I'm not sure. I originally said no, but there may be another chance for me to train longer so I'm not through this like grueling only running schedule and go faster, right? There might be an opportunity for me to do that in the future, but as of right now, I'm not running or signing up for any marathons, but the point is that just give up because it's hard. Life is hard. (laughs) Life is going to be hard whether you reach those goals or not. Okay. Life is going to happen whether you're working for those goals or not. So the promises that you made for 2024, whether or not you are working for them, whether or not working for them is hard, whether or not you are sticking to the promises you made to yourself, life is going to be hard and life is going to happen. So why not do the hard thing anyway, get the hard thing done, feel accomplished and confident in yourself when you do it. So when life happens, you have the sense of I can do hard things. 
You have the confidence to know that even if this thing in front of me, this hill, this, you know, if, even if it's a mountain you have to climb mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, deep inside that you can do hard things. So if you can do hard things, then there's nothing that you can't do right? So it sounds small, like these small insignificant things. Like it's just me wanting to lose 20 pounds. It's no big deal. I can go another year without losing the 20 pounds. It's not about the 20 pounds. It's about what you said that you were going to do. It's about the promise that you made to yourself. And every single time that you do not follow through on yourself, you are showing yourself that you are not someone that follows through. That is not the kind of person you identify as and then you're going to keep staying stagnant and your circumstances are going to stay the same and you're never going to grow because you have these excuses in the back of your mind that it's just too freaking hard knowing that life is hard it's gonna be hard so might as well achieve the goal that you want to achieve while life is hard and then when life gets hard, you know, you're the type of person that can do hard things. And when life happens to you, you're not going to crawl into a ball and hide. You're not going to go into the covers and hide and say, well, it's just too hard. You're going to attack that mountain. You're going to climb the mountain no matter how hard it is. And that is why giving up on your goals is not just it's not just mundane. It's not just a no big deal. It's that it's a big deal. It's the small things that you think aren't a big deal that are a big deal. It's a big deal. You're kind of a big deal. And what you decide in your life, whether it's to sleep in, skip the gym, skip the book, skip the Bible, skip the prayer, whatever it is that you're doing in your life that you think is not a big deal is a huge deal because our circumstances is a makeup of all the small decisions we make on a daily basis. You deciding to cook your meals or go to the fast food restaurant, you deciding to prepare for the week ahead or just kind of shimmy into it. You deciding that you're going to go to the gym rather than going and watching Netflix. These small decisions aren't just proving to the world who you are. They're proving you to you who you are. And that's why it's so freaking important. So no matter how hard that marathon was, I wasn't just going to give up. I wasn't going to just give up. I hit the wall. You hear people say, when you run a marathon, you're going to hit a wall because it's hard and it's long and it's grueling. I hit the wall. I hit the wall around 22 miles and my legs were barely moving and my mind wanted to tell me to quit. There was no doubt in my mind that I was going to finish, but because I'm a human being and when human beings are in survival mode, they start coming up with these fear thoughts, these fear-based thoughts of get me out of here, get me out of here. How can I survive this? Someone come pick me up. I'm on this street and this street. Please come pick me up. How am I going to finish this? I'm never going to finish. I'm going to be the last one to finish. Oh my gosh, why did I do this to myself? I should have done a half marathon. I'm not prepared for this. I should have ran way longer than I did. And all these thoughts are eating at you, but when you push past that wall, it's not just physical, it's mental. When you decide, I'm going to finish this because I freaking started it. 
That's when you push past that wall, you push the glass ceiling and you show yourself what you're made of. You show yourself what you can do and you tell those fear-based thoughts to kick it, kick rocks and you overcome it and then you achieve the goal. That's what it's all about. And then when life happens, you know what to do. I'm strong. I'm capable. I do hard things. I can overcome hard things. And I'm confident in myself because I've seen myself do it. And that's how you achieve the confidence, right? So 22 miles, I hit the wall. I I go through these thoughts. 24 miles, 25 maybe. I get the confidence back and I say, what am I doing? I can do this. I start running again, you know, because I was barely moving. It kind of looked like I was running in slow motion. And then I finally start running again. And then I have the, you know, it's 26.2 miles, which is you don't think about the 0.2 until you're there. And you're like, oh gosh, I still have 0.2. So they have these like flags that say like 24, 25, 26 every time you hit a milestone. So I see the 26 and I'm like, yeah, I'm there. And then I'm like, oh crap, it's still 0.2. And there's this like runway to the finish line. And it was the hardest runway that I could have gotten to. But I see at the end of the finish line, my entire crew, I see my son, I see my daughter, I see my husband, I see my friends, I see their kids and their husbands. And I'm like, move. And I'm excited all over again. It's like I just went through the starting line and I'm excited again. I'm laughing. I'm crying I mean, I didn't let nobody see my tears, but I was emotional because it was so hard. But I was emotional because I was like, I did it. I'm here and my family's here and we're all good. And, you know, of course, it put the cherry on top. My son ran to me and, you know, into the actual race and grabbed my hand and we ran the finish line together. And it was the sweetest thing ever, but just knowing who was on the other side of the finish line got me through that wall, got me through that phase of like, I can't do this. Why did I do this? Why did I sign up for this? What am I doing? This is hard. This is dumb. Why do people do this? I knew who was at the finish line. I was even texting. I had a group text of the people I knew was there. And I was like, guys, I'm dying. Like I'm barely moving. And, you know, I have my husband saying like, it's fine. Just finish it. Just finish it. And, you know, my friends are like, we're here. We're waiting for you. And it just, it just pushed me to keep going because I knew I wasn't just doing this for me. Like, yeah, it's cool. I ran a marathon. But like my kids saw I ran a marathon. Maybe my son will remember it, but he'll have video of him running through the finish line with me. And it's something cool that he'll know. And guess what? He might run a marathon. He might run ultra marathons. He might, you know, do the hardest things ever, triathlons, because he knows, hey, mom did it. And mom, if mom can do a marathon, I can do a triathlon. You know, with my daughter, if mom can go to college, you know, I can go to college. I can get a full ride. I can go be whoever I want to be and do whatever I want to do because I wasn't handed the best circumstances. I was a single mom. I was working. I was broke. I was in my own pity party. I was in my own victim mindset. And guess what? I pushed through that wall. I broke my own glass ceiling and I told the world who I was, but it took 
me stopping the excuses that I kept telling myself, those fear-based excuses that I was telling myself and start telling myself things like, I can do it. I can do it and I can do it not just for me, but the people around me. And I can be a blessing to people by just being the best version of me. What a blessing that can be. You working on yourself doesn't just bless you. It blesses everybody around you. It blesses your immediate family. It blesses your friends. It blesses you, obviously. It gets you closer to God. It gets you better and higher to your potential. The potential that you were given, right? Because the potential lives in all of us. But we don't ever... We don't always live up to our potential because we're scared because the fear-based thoughts are in our brain and we're just going with it. So we complain and we worry and we make up excuses as to why we can't do the things that we want to do, why the goal is too hard, why the work is just too hard. It's just too hard. But the thing is that there's no one more worthy or capable than you You have to decide you are that person and that you can do those things. You have to make that decision and no one can make it for you. And when you make that decision and you start walking in your purpose and you start really feeling the confidence that it that you get when you do hard things, you are going to bless everybody around you because they are going to see what you can accomplish and it's going to make them see what they can accomplish. And that within itself is the goal. You being a blessing to yourself makes you a blessing to everyone else. If more people did hard things and set goals and actually achieve their goals, there'd be so much less hate in the world because hate comes from feelings of inadequacy. It comes from feeling of unworthiness in our world tells us we are not worthy and that we should have more and we should dress better and we should have more money and we should be skinnier or we should be thicker. And if we could just tell ourselves who we are and we can show up and we can do the hard things and we can be confident in ourselves, we'd be nicer to each other because a confident person is not a mean person. A confident person is a loving person, is a person that gives grace, is a person that understands and tries to understand. Confident people aren't bringing people down. They're bringing people up with them. Confidence comes from more than just you. Confidence comes from knowing that God has your back, that God is the ultimate and the only, that God has your back, that person's back, that person's back, and you can love people no matter what. You can love people and you can root for them because you know that there is only one you. God created you and you were meant to be here. And the fact that you are here, you're listening to this means that God's not done with you. So you have no reason to look at so-and-so with with hate, with judgment, because you're so confident in yourself, confident of who you are and what you have and what your purpose here in life is that you can't look down on anybody else. You can only want to help that person be better. 
right? You can only want to show them the mirror that God, how God sees you, how God sees them and help them elevate themselves. You are not a judgmental person. You are not someone that talks down. You're not a complainer. You're not someone that just brings the energy in the room down. You are someone that brings light. You walk around and you have sunshine beaming out of you and people want to be around you. And that's because you are confident in yourself. You are a faith-based person and you know you can do hard things. That's how we change the freaking world. Bye, guys.